Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock, a learning center for practical spirituality. The words you are about to hear will inspire a shift in your perspective to see what is possible by means of you right now and affirm your soul's knowing about taking that next step in your life for your own highest good. the topic of the mystery. Okay, and how many love living in the mystery? I think the same hands went up. <laughs> what's up with all the rest of you guys? <laughs> oh, I know what's up. I know what's up. Oh, my goodness. So, um, you know, we're coming to the close of our theme, which is embracing our humanity. Um, and we have to live in the mystery to embrace it. I think living in the mystery requires us to let go our attachments and surrender to what is as us in our humanity. Now we talk a lot about, I talk a lot about our divine humanity not being two things but one thing. But the reality is when we're stuck in the muck, we don't think about being spirit right away, right? We think about being separate from spirit because spirit would not do this. Spirit would not have made this choice. Now that's all very well and, and good if you're looking at it logically with a limited idea of who you are. But when you know that you are thinking with the one mind, then spirit is doing this as you. So spirit is never, ever, ever, ever apart from us. Um, the other thing about surrender is that when you are in it, surrendering in the, in the darkness, perhaps the mystery, the tendency, the compulsion to make it something else or do something about it or change it, or do anything while in it is so strong that we only visit the mystery. We don't stay there, like we dip our toes in the water, that's it. We don't go swimming very often, right? Unless we're like Georgia, shared last week, so physically sick that our mind stops, right? Yeah, everything else goes, <laughs> but our mind stops. So we're not very intimate with the mystery. Would you say that's accurate? We kind of know it. We've kind of experienced a little bit of it. We call it the unknown, you know, and great. But how important is it in order to live a full life, in order to be fully alive so that you can live a full life, and in order to love your life no matter what's going on? Um... Our two eyes, you know, uh, can capture the physical world. Uh, they know how to block the light, but they also can be blind to everything else. And only when we open this third eye, this sense, this intuition, which also you can um, maybe talk about as trust or faith, can we move into the realm of the unknown intimately and therefore be in this world, this physical world, intimately. 
See, we have to know intimacy in a realm that, that does not exist in physical, in the material world. We need to know that. It means going into the darkness, into the quiet, the silence, right? Because if we can't experience that and swim in it and flow in it and say, I know I am that I am in it, how can we do it when we're facing a partner who's irritating the heck out of us? How can we do it when we turn on the news and listen to what's going on? How can we do it? If we know it here, intimately, the wholeness of who we are, and we can surrender to it and bless it and know who we are in it, then we can look at anything with these two eyes and know that it exists the same everywhere. Because we cannot recognize anything outside of ourselves because nothing lives outside of ourselves. So we're only ever seeing our perception of who we believe ourselves to be. So the mystery is never out there. And yet we get so bent out of shape and uncomfortable when we get in situations that don't feel very safe, don't feel very good, we don't like that, because we don't identify ourselves with it. But the truth is, we are all of it. And we wouldn't be able to even identify what we didn't like about it if we didn't have experience of that very same thing within ourselves that we didn't like, because life outside is a reflection of inside. Dr. Holmes says a mystic. So this is really what we're talking about. Isn't this funny? Okay. Um, it's funny, not that it's what Dr. Holmes says. It's funny because I'm trying to use technology and it gets stuck and everything and it never supports me. It never supports me. Because that's not living in the mystery, Nadine. That's looking at what's gone before, right? But Dr. Holmes says a mystic is not a mysterious person, but is one who has a deep inner sense of life and of his unity with the whole. There is nothing mysterious about the truth so far as it is understood, but all things seem mysterious until we understand them. A mystic is one who intuitively perceives the truth and without mental process, without mental process, arrives at spiritual realization. Now that gives us a lot of freedom. We don't have to know what we're doing in order to feel the presence of God or the mystery of life. We just need to show up and be open to it and to know who we are in it. Jan is looking at me like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's easier said than done, right? <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. But once we start to practice as it, as surrendering, as being spontaneous, as knowing who we are in every situation, as blessing it, and knowing spirit is present, it gets easier. But we have to put more than our toes in the water. Probabilities exist in the known. Possibilities exist in the mystery. Why we're all here? Yeah, the connection's great. Connection with each other is great. You know, we need feet on the ground. 
We need people that we can touch and trust and, and share life with and walk home. But the greater reason of why we're here is to know and experience and understand how we can create that connection with the greater, the greater of what is life in us. That's why we're here. We're called to evolve into the becoming. And we want to know, and we can know through the teaching of science and mind, how to be the becoming in the present. But it cannot exclude the mystery. It cannot exclude being uncomfortable. It cannot exclude feeling fear. It cannot exclude anything that we feel, ever. We need to be fluid and allow the feelings to flow. Everything that comes in, you know goes out, right? Everything that goes up must come down. And when we're in the muck, the good news is, we know what's coming. We never stay anywhere too long. And much to our chagrin, we never stay high long enough, right? We never stay in the good stuff as long as we'd like to. As long as we'd like to. But that's only part of life. And why would we want to just experience part of life, part of ourselves? You know, we build the habit of getting attached to objects, thoughts, people, environments, and, not, uh, and therefore not build the capacity to move through life unattached. See, when we move through life unattached, we can be fully present. Meaning unattached to material things, but not to the spirit at all because we're one with it. And I'm wondering if the reason we do that is because we're just afraid to live our truth. Well, maybe we don't even know what our truth is. Well, we don't until we live it, right? Until we demonstrate it, and it never ends, because we're always changing. So the deal is, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with who you really are, because, you know, in the next breath, you'll have changed anyway. We're a crazy bunch, aren't we? Yeah. Leo Tolstoy uh, told a story of three saints in old Russia. Um, there was a famous lake to which thousands made the journey every year because the lake had apparently special powers when you submerge yourself in it, not just put your toes in it. Um, but, and the people that came were uh, always committed to the doctrines and the theology of the church of God, they were living the life for God. Um, and so this was an, an annual retreat, um, and uh, the high priest was always present. And some of his sources came to him on this day and said, you know, there's three men, uh, and, and we don't know them, they're strangers, uh, but, but there are miracles happening around them. And people are starting to talk, and they're calling them saints. Well, the high priest uh, was quite afraid because he knew they were not committed to the church. And so he said, I'm going to go and see this for myself. So there they were all sitting under a tree. They were laughing. They were happy. They were just delighting with life. They looked very poor. Um, and so the priest said to them, do you know how to pray? And one of them said, sorry, sir, we, we don't know the right prayer uh, authorized by the church because we're ignorant. Um, but we have created a prayer of our own, if you'd like to hear it. So the priest says, 
okay. <clears throat> the second man says, you know, we're not great thinkers, so we decided on a simple prayer. And in Christianity, God is thought of as a trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Um, and so we're also three. So our prayer is, you are three, we are three, have mercy upon us. <laughs> well, the priest was enraged. He said, this is not a prayer. You are not saints. So he taught them the prayer with long, big words. And they asked him to repeat it three times. Because they were simple men. For it was too much for their minds to hold. Well, afterwards, uh, the priest felt very good because he believed he had brought the three back to church. He sailed off in his boat, the priest did, and in the middle of the lake he could not believe his eyes, for there were three simple men coming running on the water saying, wait, wait, once more we have forgotten your prayer. <laughs> the priest fell at their feet and almost drowned <laughs> and said, forgive me, you continue your What is it we think we have to know? What is it we think we need to be? To be fully expressed and safe in that? To live our truth? To explore and discover our truth? To show up? to be more spontaneous, to feel freedom. What is it we think we need to know? Whatever your truth, continue your prayer and do so through your spiritual intelligence. That place, that sweet place that you trust within yourself. Where God lives, where your God of your understanding lives where divine wisdom and divine love live. When we try to live the mystery and do life with our intellect, we can do no more really than manage it ongoing and dip our toes into the mystery and the unknown, which is the expansiveness and the possibility of who we are and what life is by means of us, unless we plunge we need to plunge. And you know what? My personal experience taught me that I came out of that. Not bedraggled, not worn, not without, but with greater capacity, greater joy, and a greater ability to surrender and be with life as it is. In me, in you, on the TV. Doesn't matter if things are true or not true. What matters is that we allow ourselves to be truthful, to be real, and to be free. What matters is that we take the responsibility for our own freedom, for our own health, for our own prosperity. 
What a different world that is. And it's not different from the world we live in. It's only different from the world that we have perceived thus far that we live in. I'm going to tell you one more story. It's a Hindu story. A group of blind men heard that a strange animal called an elephant had been brought to the town, but none of them were aware of its shape and form. So out of curiosity, they said, we must inspect and know it by touch, of which we are capable. So they sought it out, and when they found it, they groped about it. Now, in the case of the first person, whose hand landed on the trunk, he said, this being is like a thick snake. Now for another, whose hand reached on its ear, he said it seemed like a kind of fan. And for another person, whose hand was upon its leg, said, the elephant is a pillar like a tree trunk. Now the blind man, who placed his hand upon its side, said, the elephant is a wall. Another who felt its tail described it as a rope. And the last felt its tusk, stating that the elephant is that which is hard, smooth, and like a spear. Now, in some versions of this Hindu story, the blind men discover the, uh, their truth, and they come to blows, right? Because their truths are all different. And the stories differ primarily in how the elephant's body parts are described, and how much violence in conflict there is because of the differences of opinion. One of the outcomes of this story, as it's told, is that they all collaborate and they pull their pieces of their truth together. <clears throat> and they start in agreement to see a whole, more of a whole truth. And in seeing the whole truth and not being so attached to their subjective experience, but allowing for the other's subjective experience to play in their own mind and expand their experience. Well, you know what happens. And so when we're living in the mystery, we need to be present with our subjective experience and at the same time not be attached to it. We need to, at the same time, be fully present, but also fully objectified, so that we have space between our experience, our perception, our feeling, and allow the flow of the possibilities of life to move in, through, and out us into our new subjective experience. So yes, I remember uh, Neil Donald Walsh when he wrote the book Conversations with God. Um, in that book, which I think the only thing that stuck out after all these years was, uh, we don't need anybody, but we need everybody. We don't need anybody to create the life we want, but we need everybody to be able to reflect it back to us, keep us on course, and share it. We need connection. Because we're here in the physical world, and we need physical connection. But not at the cost of our connection with the ineffable. 
So how to live in the mystery and love it. Hmm. Anyone have any ideas? Anyone have any suggestions? Maureen. Perceptions are our reality, and therefore we are the one, the only ones that are in charge of and can change that perception. So when we remove ourselves from the internal uh, fixation of this is the way I'm seeing it, that's the way it is, we have to remove that blind from our eyes to see it from another. Thank you. Anyone else want to share anything? Or ask anything. Do you have any questions about this, this topic? This part of the path that you're on, perhaps? Mm hmm doesn't even hear from me. I'm brand new. No, you're not. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, I had one cataract removed. And so I can see from a different perspective here on a physical plane. And this is not removed yet. When you said that, it, I wondered why had it had taken so long to get this one done. And then I sort of felt to me, well, well maybe it isn't time it to be removed yet or something. It's just that physicality of it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, we always think that if something else happens, it's going to be better. If we know more, it's going to work out better. If we, but if we just be with what is and go into the depth, that's what the mystic does. That's what the mystic, and we're all mystics. We're not called to be mystics, we are mystics. But spiritual nature within us doesn't rely on the known or the experience or the future or the past. It's very busy right now. So can we just drop into that? Rumi said, if you could get rid of yourself just once, the secret of secrets would open to you. The face of the unknown, hidden beyond the universe, would appear on the mirror of your perception. So do not wait, my beloveds. For an experience of waiting is one of wanting. And that is not the life God is made of. You, we, the I am, is already the infinite possibility. The one that miracles are told about. The one that fairy tales are built upon. We are the pure, unique potential in which evolution overshadows history. Think of that. Mm. So begin now to embrace your divine humanity, which means your wholeness. The allness of you. And the mystical adventures of life will move from spirit's hands to your heart. And you will be changed. I can tell you're already changed. And so it is. Thank you for listening. If you've received value, we invite you to share this podcast and check out our website to register for our Let's Connect weekly newsletter, providing thought-provoking blogs along with the details of our upcoming courses and events. Blessings on your journey.